Ho, 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 and welcome to the Arsenal Asylum podcast. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great festive period. We certainly did with three wins under our belt over the uh, over the Christmas period. Maximum points. Um, I'm here with Swerve Merv. What's going on, people? Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Hopefully it's a good one. And yeah, we took maximum points. So who the hell is complaining, man? How are you doing? Yeah, no complaints here. No complaints at all. And a man like Big Steph. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm blessed, man. Happy New Year, man. I'm listen. I'm proper hyped. Like even like obviously you guys know from yesterday, I was listening to SLK blasting out hype, hype. You know what I mean? Like take it back. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gassed, though, man. Yeah, I'm happy, bro. How are you? No, I mean, well, I mean, what can I say? I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I don't think I've I've felt this good in a long while. Mm. I mean, you know, a four nil victory, um, and playing some sexy football. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually saw Arsenal play like that. It's, and in the snow I mean, as well. Gee whiz! I, even yeah, under those conditions, it's 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 unbelievable. Um, and I, I've got to say, um. You know, <laughs> I've got to give Steph his flowers, boy. Got to give him his flowers. I've been waiting for this bouquet for a minute, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not sure if the listeners know, um, but you know, those that follow us on Twitter would have seen that over the Christmas period we started doing a pre-match preview um, and posting it up on the uh, Arsenal Asylum. Twitter page and um, so far all of them have been spot on um, if you're a betting man or woman you would have made yourself a few quid um, but you know the last one was down to Steph and I, I've got to give him his flowers on this one so well done sir I appreciate it man I appreciate it thank you but yeah Steph I mean gritted <laughs> teeth <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, let's move on because I I, I want to kind of briefly touch upon before we come back to this game, uh, the latest four 0 victory. I want to kind of touch upon the um, the previous game, which was the one uh, 0 victory against Brighton. Um, what were your thoughts on that, Merv? Um, yeah, I thought um, obviously coming off the back of Chelsea, which was um, to all intents and purposes a swashbuckling win. We ran out 3-1 winners, were rarely troubled, uh, and it seemed as if we'd got our free-flowing Arsenal back. This uh, performance against Brighton, however, was more workmanlike. We didn't really break them down initially. We laboured to to it in the first half. Didn't really register a shot on goal. So it it had begun to look like some of the old... Um, some of the old problems about creativity and not really creating many chances... Uh, had started to resurface. But to their credit, man, um, Arteta made the changes and made the substitutions, which uh, ultimately um, ultimately changed the game for us. And again, my guy, Laka, stepped up with his first two touches, come on, uh, and scored the goal. And, and as far as I'm concerned, 
that is basically all that matters. I, I've been saying for a long time that win, win nicely, win ugly, but just win. Uh, and that's been my mantra for a long time. We really just need to focus on getting the W and against Brighton away from home, no less. Um, that is what we did. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway for me is that we won, that we won for a start, but we won doing the hard stuff. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, what was your thoughts, Steph, on that game? Um, yeah, my thoughts was I thought the game was a solid game. Um, not so, and when I say that, I don't mean like the football was beautiful and we played, but I'm talking about as a as a man, every man um, done their job to a satisfactory um, level, um, and it it was li- literally like an industrial performance, which is a workman like performance. Um, I did, I did feel that we would have conceded. I thought I don't know why I just had a sneaky feeling that. Trossard or someone would just or just come up with that silly oh and who got subbed on it is it Morpe? Morpe coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's for yeah. oh here we go like we're just gonna concede one of them silly soft goals like we did against Leicester City when we should have beat them. Mm. Um, and then we got we got like yeah we got not Rod but obviously then nicked the victory at near the end of the game. Um, I kind of saw that happening again, but no like credit to the defense to the midfield. Everyone worked hard, solid, kept our shape. Um, yeah, like um, what's his name? Arteta made the the made the changes, bringing on um, another striker. Obviously, I, I'm glad that he wasn't sitting for the point and trying to and trying to hold out for that one point, thinking we we're going to lose it. But he kind of went for the win. Yeah, bringing on our on our on our gunslayer. You know what I mean, Lacazette. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, I'm proud of the victory. But and it's just it 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 was good because it showed a different type of game to the Chelsea one, and it showed that yeah. we kind of had character, like the. Well, we had to grind out a victory. It's a different kind of game of ball. I mean, Chelsea are always going to try and play ball against us and and feel quite confident that they can beat us. Whereas, you know, as you said, uh, Brighton are going to set up a little bit differently and try and contain us and then hit us on the break. Um, And that's what we traditionally kind of struggle against. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I've got to (laughs) say... Giving you more flowers on this one. Oh man! But I have to say blush. that <laughs> don't start blushing now, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, no, the, the, your your assessment on on Lacazette over the last few weeks and his importance to the side. Um, you know, again, I've got to give you a props because I, obviously Arteta has made the change from playing, um, you know, five at the back effectively with the three centre-backs and two wing-backs, um, to playing four at the back and having Tierney as a, a traditional sort of left-back marauding forward up, up, up the uh, left-hand side and then putting Saka on the right um, with Bellerin behind him in the right-back position. I've noticed that that has kind of given us a different sort of dynamic. Yeah. But also it's stopped us from playing that sort of counter-attacking football that we were playing before where we were trying to soak up the opposition and then hit them on the break. Mm. And that sort of affected Ober's game a little bit, I think, as well. Um, But it's also highlighted the importance of Lacazette and the hard work that he puts in. Um, And, you know, all that was missing was the goals. And he's really come up trumps over this period. Um, and it really just shows how effective he is for this this side as it is at the moment. 
I'm kind of wondering where we go with from here in terms of, um, you know, personnel or, or, or going forward. Um, you know, so what what are your thoughts on Lacker and his importance? Um, yeah, I've I've said for a for a while, like Lacker for me in in this team is a very important factor in terms of how we play. I'm not saying he's a better a better striker than Laka, than Abamyang, but his all round game is more suited for how Arteta well how Arteta was Arteta was playing. Um but I do feel that obviously a lot of things have a, there's a lot of factors that we can play into why lack of scoring and certain things like even like you mentioned um ty- ty- tyranny tyranny um is playing in his traditional role of left back which in fact like someone I mem- I can't remember who said it but I heard that um if tyranny if tyranny has a good a good game your left side is player doesn't have to do much do you know what I mean and that literally was that literally was it he just dominated that left side again like and that's what we missed we missed mm. his dynamic side of bumming forward you know and you can't do that when you're playing left center back yeah um, and then obviously we had the same with um Saka and then another thing what I feel what changed our game was having a, a natural creative midfielder in a team that wasn't putting the onus on a Bamiyang because not, not no shade to Bamiyang he's not a create he's not a creative player um neither is um Lacazette and Saka is but Saka's young we can't keep relying on a, a young 18 year old to 19 year old to to do the stuff that we need him to do. Yes, we brought in William to do certain things. He hasn't stepped up to the plate, but to have someone in, in the centre of that pitch, um, collecting the ball from whoever, whether it be Elneny, Ceballos or, or um, Xhaka, that's what we missed. And that's where you can see, for me, that's the, that's the different ma- difference maker in this team at the minute. The link-up play with what? Yeah. Smith-Rowe? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it seems like we're relying on uh, a, f- a few of the youths at the moment. Mm. Um, Merv, what's your thoughts? Um, well, I think, um, yeah, the introduction of ESR has been a huge, a huge, huge uh, hole that has, uh, has been filled finally in the creative uh, side of things. Um, as far as... Um, the addition of youth in the side, I just feel like now we're um, we just seem to have a bit more of a, about us in terms of rigor and zest. We seem to win the ball back faster up the pitch. We seem to be quicker in the transition, uh, and just generally, I think the team seems to have a new lease of life. I don't know if that's just purely down to personnel if it's now a case of a change of approach as kind of freshen things up the change of formation uh, as as we alluded to earlier that may also be a factor but generally I think the team's just coming through and just being a bit more productive with the ball rather than lots of the sideways passes that we saw for much of the last month and a half um, generally the team appears to just be uh, playing for each other more. And I know that sounds a bit cliche, but if you look at, say, for example, the um, Saka and Tierney access um, with them both, it just seems as if now there seems to be more of a um, an intuitive 
an intuitive uh, yeah. understanding between them both on that side of the pitch. Uh, and uh, I guess Saka knows that Tierney's going to push on or where he needs to overlap without there being too much of a, an effort about it. Um, and that could be me just reading a bit too much into the into the recent game. But overall, I think we've just done we've just done far better well, with what been. we've got already. I think. Yeah, sorry to cut you. It, it, it has been, um, mm. and you're right. But I mean, obviously, the last game or so has seen Saka, you know, come more from the left and play on the right. So Tierney has been the the marauding left back who's providing most of the width up and down and then obviously yeah. you know Bellerin and Saka have been on the right um you know so it, 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 the relationship and the way that they play is now become one of more balance and synergy rather than us being left dominant as we have been over the last few years or last few months right. I should say yeah yeah so moving on, what were your thoughts, uh, Steph, on the four-nil uh, victory, which you uh, you uh, quite rightly predicted a, 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 a goal fest and a heavy defeat for West Brom? <laughs> um, again, yeah, like I I did predict that, um, or oh, that's what I felt. I'd more more or less say um, I was a little bit shocked at the lineup, only a tad. As I thought, I actually thought um, Martinelli would feature um, or start, and then and he, I would have thought he kept it the same um, as he did against Brighton. Um, but performances overall, it was solid, like back to front. Like there were, I didn't see no weaknesses, um, and I was happy with it. Like the, even just to, just a transition of play, um, I could see Obo was getting frustrated which which is natural because obviously he he wants to score goals he wants to be amongst the that's his that's his that's uber over that's his bread and butter like just to score goals um so there was a couple of shots where he was he he was hit he was hitting the target he wasn't scoring or there's a couple of ones when he was he swiped at the ball but he missed it um and that's just again that's just out of frustration that he just he just desperately wants to score um so bios had a solid game um, and I think, yeah, like, like he played, he played a little bit like um, Tillemans. Like I don't know, I'm not sure if you recognised it. Like there was a pass where he it was like a round the corner pass um, to Saka on the right hand side, first time pass which that Tillemans did. When you know when we yeah. conceded um, against Leicester, and it was kind of like an yeah. identical pass that he did. Um, mm. And that's what Sabayos did, and it was it was just it was like a quick first time ball. Like you can't obviously it's hard to it's very hard to defend against first time passing, um, and mm. the transition that we were moving at, and I, it was just it was a great it was a great game, um, great link up play with ESR and Lacazette, um, and that goal that they scored again. I'm making a lot of Leicester references, and I know I'm getting a little I get slated in the, in the group for. Um, Talking about Leicester a bit, like it's your local club, <laughs> isn't it, mate? But, um, <laughs> the Saka goal reminded me of the goal that we Arsenal scored against Leicester that time when it was between Lacazette, Ozil, and Aubameyang. Um, and this time it was Lacazette, Saka, and ESR when they broke them down, 
passed it across the face of the goal and, and Bamian finished it. Where this time it was Saka, and it just it was just good to see how like the interchange. Yes, yes, and the off the ball. That's what we we that was what we most fundamentally yeah. thing we missed the most was having someone that was clever on the ball, but also clever off the ball. Um. And that's and that's the difference in this team. I can see. I'm look. I'm starting to see. I just don't get why it took Arteta so long to to see what everyone else was seeing. That's my only biggest gripe at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if he didn't see it because it was glaringly obvious, and he talked about the lack of creativity and not being able to create goals. Obviously, the decision was made not to play. You know. Mr. Erzul, uh, and they've obviously stood by that. So then it was a case of waiting for ESR to be um, fit. And I know that there's been a lot of people saying he should have been played before, etc., etc., etc. But if you look at the type of injury that he had, and let's compare because he had a shoulder injury, and let's compare that to Tierney's. Mm. Uh, you know, when he was out and his recuperation and stuff and coming back from injury too soon and then having to go off again. Um, as yeah. you know, or as anyone knows, you know, you watch a game of football, you play the game of football, you know, a shoulder barge or a shoulder challenge is completely legal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You need your shoulders to be healthy and strong. Um, you know, so to bring someone back from a shoulder injury, knowing that they're going to have collision after collision, um, and potentially could aggravate that or agitate that and be out for even longer. Mm. It's just reckless. Yeah, true, true. Um, very, very, very reckless. True. So therefore, um, I believe they were biding their time. Um, and yes, he, he featured in the Europa Cup games. But as you pointed out, Steph, on many an occasion, Europa Cup games, you get time, you get space, you get distance. It's not as challenging as the Premier League. It's yeah. not as physically intense as a Premier League. It's a totally different kettle of fish. So it's a perfect game to sort of bed a player in and get their fitness and strength up. Yeah, man, I completely agree with what you're saying, Mud. Merv? Um, well, yeah, so with with yesterday's game, I think that the key takeaway, uh, there's, there's a few things. First off, we played a, a fellow struggler at the bottom of the table. So I guess it's, good, it's best to keep in context that West Brom aren't very good at the same time we were brilliant so um you know as arsenal fans you know we try to temper our uh, our initial um, excitement over having won so massively with the uh, with the quality of our position so i know that the sort of time we we got against west brom um and the sort of space we got against them we're we're not going to be afforded that against um against better teams. That's point number one. That being said, not to pour water on what was a great performance, we didn't give them any time. Um, and that is down to me, uh, for me, it's down to a number of factors. One, you could see Lacquer's work rate up front, which I think is criminally underrated. The amount of donkey work he does in uh, at the top of the pitch is just so underrated. Um, and he was rewarded with two goals where he was in the right position and he um, his finishing was pretty much um, as sharp as I've seen it for a long time. Um, you can counter that with Oba, who who did try, but it just wasn't coming off. So um, yeah. I guess there's been a bit of a, a role reversal in terms of fortune, because Oba's really is trying to get 
get the ball in the onion bag and it's just not working out for him whilst lacquer everything he touches turns to goals um yeah, with, right. sorry yo. come jump in there can you can you imagine that there's people in the Arsenal silent group that say <laughs> drop, drop lacquer so Oba can play up front yeah, I I know, but we we don't listen to the ramblings of mad people. You know, we don't listen to those ramblings. You know, we we allow them. It's it's basically like Madman screams at the moon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new story for all of a day, um, and then you keep it moving. But um, yeah, uh, overall, I I just think that it's what we ne- now need to understand is that it's not an exact science. The bad form that Lacquer was going through. Um, wasn't due to lack of trying and it should have also meant that we we recognized many of the other qualities he brought to the team um that weren't just scoring again i've spoken about his work rate the fact that he's a battering ram in every sense of the word uh, and he he just pushes through and facilitates a lot of the other attacking talent we have in the team that for me is criminally underrated again um murray i thought at the back had a great game um, him and Holding seem to be building up a nice relationship in the middle of the park where, you know, I'm I'm getting visions of a, a stalwart um, defensive two uh, or at least a defensive three once Gabriel is back. Um, Xhaka didn't make any mistakes, which is always a good thing. If you're not talking about Xhaka, then that's a great thing. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought in terms of a team performance, regardless of the opposition, it was perhaps the most complete performance I've seen from us all season. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. I just thought uh, the way that we we played was, you know, probably. Um, and again, I think someone else alluded to it, but it was the best game of football um, that I've seen, I believe it was Jason actually, he, he was saying in the room that uh, it, it's it's probably the best game of football that or I had seen since the Fulham game under Unai. Um, you know, that's how dynamic we were. That's how marauding we were mm. in our play. Yeah, we, we seem to be, we, we seem to be carefree in our play as well, almost as if we weren't we 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 hadn't really thought about the previous games. It seemed it almost felt like the start of a season game, where all the hopes are up and everybody's just fighting for places. It didn't seem like they were jaded by what had come beforehand at all. It did, and you know the interesting thing about that, Merv. Um, I was listening to Arteta after the game, and basically what he was saying was that he'd actually given them time off, um, so they hadn't really trained that much. They just had. Um, pre-match meetings mm. so it's it's quite interesting because obviously the players have come back invigorating and and just kind of implemented that themselves um you know obviously feeling good about the back-to-back previous back-to-back wins that they have got so um yeah i find that quite interesting rather than them being overcoached for two or three days well yeah it's a mentality isn't it i mean winning is as much your mentality as it is your your physical conditioning and your physical ability um the best managers will know when to give their men time off to rest recuperate uh, and the the mental strain of um 
you know, back to back to back games is really underplayed in my opinion. I think that people just think, oh, they're going to go around and kick around, you know, uh, a piece of cow skin for 90 minutes and get paid millions of millions of pounds. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Uh, And most of us would do it for free. However, if you think about the mental strain of just getting yourself in game mode and and the mental capacity to sort of like just lift yourself up and and play, it it can't be the easiest thing. So giving them time off, credit to Arteta. He obviously knows his players well. He knows the sort of team that he's trying to mould and generally it seems to have worked out. So, yeah, onwards and on to the next one. With that in mind and, you know, the performance, you know, that we we had, um, where do you see us being, um, you know, over the next few months? Uh, do you feel that we need to, you know, bolster the squad in any specific positions? Um, where do you feel the team's deficiency lies, Steph? Look at the team and because this this is the team that I this is the Arsenal that I see. So when we're playing bad or when we're losing, it infuriates me and it baffles me because I don't see that in Arsenal, if that makes sense. Um so when I'm seeing how we're when I'm seeing this perform how we did against West Brom, it's not so much of a shock performance or oh, I can't believe this this Arsenal rele- relegation battling team has just done this to West Brom. Like it's for me, it's what I see in this team that can perform like that. Um, so in that, I, I'm happy. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm happy with the squad ha- as is. But if we were to bolster it in one way, I'll probably just say to get in another creative midfielder, just so we're not relying on ESR as much and giving time to develop. Um, but if we don't get that, I'm happy with the squad as is, and just and Arteta just manage ESI in certain games, not having playing ninety minutes on all games. But then at the same time, every every player has to step up. It can't just be on oh ESI's not playing. We've got no we've got no creative creativity now, so we can't score. No, like don't don't put the onus on the eighteen year old. You man, step up, play well, be beat your man, every man play to a man and just yeah. do your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do your job, you win. Um but yeah, I'm I'm happy like oh the only change I would have made, um, and it's not gonna change, I'll just put put it's just parte for for Xhaka. That's the only so I'm happy with the squad as it is and just So so in so in the transfer window you don't really feel that we need to invest in any in I any Yeah, I wouldn't say so. I'm happy with the squad until until summer. And then we invest in the summer. Yeah, I'll keep it as it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, you know, um, rumours of, you know, Sabbath Surf now. It seems that we've called on the hour, uh, which is fine by me. Um, although he has been playing well again. And with the state of league on at the moment, the financial mess that they're in, um, you know, it would probably be easier to raid French clubs for players. Um, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Bamba, but I don't see him being linked with the club currently. But I think, you know, in terms of the type of player that can link up from midfield to attack, he is um, my type of player. And I feel that he could perform a role for us. I think he's absolutely great for Lille. Um, but, you know, at the moment, I'm seeing talk of... Uh, Ryan Christie from um from Celtic. 
And, uh, well, you know, at the moment, <laughs> one of our best players is from Celtic. So I've got no problem with us picking up another one if, he, if he's even half as good. Um, but I think a player like Christie, being that he's young and plays in a similar position to ESR, could actually be um, a good signing in terms of the fact that they're both quite young. And if you're going to rotate the two, I don't really see that being a big problem with the amount of fixtures that we've got. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a signing like that will probably work better than going for a big name signing or, you know, uh, even a William or someone like that again, who, let's face it, has underperformed and, you know, will be the type of player that would expect to play a certain amount of games, um, you know, contractually whilst they're there. Um, so, yeah, I think a player like that will work a lot better. On the back of that, um, yeah, it would be in keeping with uh, Arsenal's um, model of trying to, uh, for want of a better description, trying to buy Harrods but spend little prices. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just how we've how we've kind of conditioned ourselves in the market. Um, we know currently that January January is a is a a strange month for for transfers because really if you're buying in January you're expecting that player to have almost an immediate impact in the way um, that uh, Bruno has had at Man United um, over the last twelve months. So if if we're going to get anybody now, I'm not looking to buy a player that's just going to bed in uh, and sort of like, you know, take their time to settle settle into the league. I'm going to look for a player that's going to have an immediate impact and potentially take us towards the Champions League places. Otherwise, from my from my reckoning, it's a pure waste of time even looking if we're not if we're not looking to buy there. Um in terms of resources uh, and players that we're going to buy, I don't see anyone that necessarily stands out that we necessarily need now we know where we are in the league and we know how desperately we need to be further up the table so that might almost seem like a contradiction but um i look at the fact that as steph said earlier Partey to come in uh, and he should almost certainly replace shaka um willian for me should play less and less of a role in the team because he's overpromised and underdelivered, um, and we've got several defensive uh, players to come back. So for me, I'm looking at it like once we're at full strength, we should have a team that's able to compete for European spots. Um, but if we brought in somebody now, say for example, an hour or whoever. For me, I think it represents a bit of a risk because you're you're ultimately just going to bring in somebody that's going to need to take time to bed in unless the transfer team are very confident that they can hit the ground running. So um, it, for January is always a strange one for me because historically uh, we've got to buy the players that will have the impact 
immediately, like an Arshavin, okay. like a um, oh, like a Jose Antonio Reyes. If we're not mm. buying them for that purpose, then don't even bother, in my opinion. Well, here's here's another name for you. So Emmy um, Buendia from uh, Norwich. We've also been linked with him, um, and you know, creatively, I think I think the season they had in the Premier League before they got relegated last season. They um was it last season or season before? It was, it was last, last season, season, yeah. Last season. Yeah. When when apparently um, you know, his stats were even though they didn't score that many, but in terms of creating opportunities, he was up there in the top five. Um and now Norwich apparently has said they're willing to sell him. Uh which struck me as strange really because they're going for um, a promotion. They're at the top of the table um, and he's one of their most productive players. So it really struck me as quite quite strange. But, you know, if that is true, um, maybe a player like that also, who's not going to be, you know, too big a character uh, to come into the Arsenal, but yet can be productive. Yeah, yeah, that I can see that being a a shrewd business move. Um, again, it would need to, it would depend on how much analysis they've done on him and where he, he could slot in. Because, uh, yeah, I do agree with the whole um, character argument in terms of he, he wouldn't, I guess he wouldn't command huge wages and there wouldn't be so much reliant, reliance upon him to be that guy if you know what I mean, like in the same way that we've mm. relied on Pepe and that's not really come through. Um, that's not really come to fruition. So yeah, I can see it being a shrewd move. Uh, yet again, I would have hoped or would expect the team to have done enough analysis to to weigh up that risk, personally. Yeah, well, I think whoever comes in has to sort of fit that bill and not upset the apple cart, as you've said, because thinking about it, we are... As, as Steph's quite rightly said, and you've quite rightly said, I'm in total agreement. I don't think we're that far away. The defence now looks like it's pretty much sorted. You know, perhaps yeah. we can look for another right back, but then we've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, you know, who 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 who, who certainly um, serves a purpose, whether it be there or in midfield or anyone else, or anywhere else, and always seems to put in a, a tip-top performance. Um, so... I, I really see very few areas at the moment that unless we're getting top, top quality, the, 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 the kind of target that we actually really, really need and know will make us that difference, take us into the you know top four and start to challenge for titles, um, then you know what is the point? And maybe we do need to follow that Liverpool model where we're getting players that are taking us incrementally further forward and we're being a little bit more shrewd with our transfers and our targets and our sales, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what's your thoughts, Steph? Have you got anything more to add? Um, yeah, you're saying be more shrewd. I agree. Um, Bendua, Bendia um, would be a good sign-in. Um, again, that would be good as well because I'd, him coming to Arsenal and I would, I would hope his demands wouldn't be so outrageous where he would be so demandful of game time and this and that so he could be um rotated with ESR. Um but 
Yeah, man. I'm just like, even the defence, the defence is solid. Um, like you said, Murray and Holding are just, just doing their job. Just, they're literally on job. Gabriel, I'm happy for him to sit on the bench um, and earn his earn his right to play again, especially after his his ill discipline of going of breaking the EPL COVID nineteen rules. Um, and that's what that's, that's that's another thing that I don't like is when I see play when I see players being ill disciplined. For me, it shows a lack of respect for the club. Um, and Wilshere did it a lot. It's just Wilshere did it a lot. When I see him doing it with like Louise and William. I'm thinking to myself that like, like why do why are you guys like infiltrating these youths to like to have bad bad discipline and just ruin the career? I don't know. It's just it's yeah. Just, you from senior annoying. players, you'd expect them to set yeah, the example. Yeah, be responsible. Yeah, and it's, that hurt me a bit to see Gabriel doing that. And I thought like, I get it's your birthday and so so and so forth, but for now, there's certain sacrifice you have to make. Um, just for your for your for your club, you know what I mean. Your your, your work, you're an employee. So you, if you if you if that's what you have to do for your sacrifice, you're celebrating your birthday for one year, then just take the sacrifice. It's not like it's a a, a memorial um, year. Only what, what was it? <laughs> Someone died or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I get that. But was it was it just him though? Because weren't weren't um, Louise and and William. Perhaps in yeah, it was yeah, it was definitely them too as well. But I think he um, caught it, so Gabriel's actually yeah. tested positive, whilst the other two didn't. I think, but, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. But I, but and even them two, I don't think them two should come in the squad. They they have to earn well, especially especially William has to earn his strikes. But Louise has to earn his strikes for that right that right centre back role again. Um, and let, like now at the minute, holding and and Murray, they're the two first choice centre backs. Yeah, I don't think Louise Louise is just going to feature, you know, in, in in some cup games here and there, yeah. and and just he, he's he's now firmly a number two. And 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 what I do, um, or did notice, uh, with Louise actually in the game yesterday, the Chelsea, no, sorry, in the game against uh, West Brom. What I noticed was that when Saka scored that goal, he ran straight over on the pitch and, you know, was hugging Luis. And it's, uh, it's quite interesting, actually, to see, you know, that, that Luis is, he had a big grin on his face and, yeah. you know, he's clearly supportive of the youth. So, mm-hmm. you know, he has got a role to play with in the club, but increasingly it seems to be less and less on the pitch, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I agree, yeah. yeah more of a so moving on, um, we've got our game coming up against uh, Newcastle and it's, you know, our defence of the FA Cup at the Emirates. Um, you know, it's going to be a nice week's rest, so it's next weekend. So what, what, what are your thoughts on that, Merv? Uh, you know, if you'd asked me about two weeks ago, um, certainly prior to the... Chelsea result I was of the opinion that a game against Newcastle in FA Cup would only and like put it this way I was I wasn't too fussed if we went out at that point because our form was a, it's such a low ebb um that we we couldn't basically couldn't beat a drum so uh us at home no at all um so with us at home and all the headaches around our home form, 
uh, I was looking at that FA Cup fixture quite pessimistically, but at the same time, very practical about the fact that we, we've got bigger battles to, to fight and an extended cup run might be uh, the best thing to sacrifice at this point whilst we try to preserve our league status. However, yeah, um, with the confidence of having won our last three games and, you know, just riding high or off taking maximum points in the, in the Christmas period. Um, yeah. I, I think there's no reason why we can't beat Newcastle. Um, we obviously saw Newcastle stubborn opposition um, with that draw against Liverpool. Um, so it won't be a pushover by any means, but um, with the personnel we've got available, I also don't see any reason why we don't, you know, win the game and move on into the onto the fourth round. Now, with that being yeah. said, um, it does all always depend on which Arsenal turns up. And again, I I make no bones about the fact that we're still quite schizophrenic as a as a team. We've put a run together of three games, um, maximum points, which is good. But that is just three games out of what has been like, what, a 14, 15 game season, all games total. So I'm still not 100% confident in this team's ability to turn it around once the chips are down. Um, and Newcastle will be desperate to to register a win at the Emirates and also to get a bit of silverware. If they look at this game as six games to a final in the same way we did, then there's no reason why Newcastle can't be in the mix to win the FA Cup as well. So, yeah, um, I expect us to win. Um, but in my experience as a Guna, expectation is usually... Uh, is usually crushed within the first five minutes, so um, you know. Yeah, I think I think with the Newcastle um, fixture that's forthcoming, uh, the I think Newcastle is spread thin at the moment. Um, I think Sam Maximum has been locked away in France, even though he had COVID. Um, he's now over COVID. But apparently it's left him with some effects that he needs to recuperate. And I think if you remember a few weeks ago, they, they, they I think it was going through their training ground and being shut down. And one of their games was cancelled. Um, and I think there's a couple of more key players, if I remember rightly, their names escape me at the moment, that are also out. So I think their squad is a little bit thin. Um and whereas they were a little bit more potent towards the beginning of the season, they're starting to look a bit impotent. And so therefore, I'm 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 quietly confident that you know we'll get a result against them because our squad's far bigger in, in depth and strength. And I can't imagine that they're gonna risk playing their strongest eleven um against us. So Personally, I can't see anything less than an Arsenal win. Um, what's your thoughts, Steph? Um, I agree. Um, it's like my slogan for the for the minute, isn't it? I agree. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I, I do think <laughs> I do think we'll win. Um, I did say over the Christmas period. Someone asked me, um, 
what do I feel if our what do I feel the minimum points were for Arteta to to gain for him to keep his job? Um and I did and for the Christmas period I did say I said eight points. Um and the fact that we got nine, but playing in a way where everyone it's not it's, it's not it's a different type of nine. It's not just nine wins. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I've got to pull you up. I've got to pull you up on that one. So how can we get eight points from three games? No, <laughs> over the Christmas, no, 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 not three games. The Christmas period, so December, sorry, December, December period, sorry. So we just get how many? Like it's, I think it's like five games. Okay, um, for the December period. Okay, yeah, sorry, yeah, December to um, early January. And it's like five, yeah, fifty out of fifty points. Now I'm saying eight points, and the fact we got nine, but it wasn't just nine. It wasn't just nine points. It was nine good points. Um. I feel like we have turned the corner. Um, I do feel it'd, it'd, it'd be a different, it'd be a complete different squad, I think, for the Newcastle game. Um, but like you said, Newcastle are thin on numbers as well. Um, so I, I'm playing at home. I think we can. Can we have? Are we allowed fans back at stadiums? Has that been completely locked off now? No, I think I think tier four's locked off for all, all fan off, yeah. okay. participation, okay. unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll be yeah. lucky if we're not in tier five by the time that game comes on because we're gonna have to back that for Christmas. <laughs> we're probably playing game by FIFA. Virtual <laughs> 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 football, yeah. <laughs> this carries on. Oh, oh, oh versus Steve Bruce on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man. On that note, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you guys. Um, it's been a great podcast. So, look, don't forget to like, listen, share, and subscribe uh, to us on all formats, be that on Instagram, Twitter. You know, we're, we're there, we're live, and we're direct. Um, and don't forget to listen out to the next podcast coming up um, for the Newcastle game. We'll be doing one for that. And don't forget to check out the predictions that we're putting out too on Twitter because, uh, like I said before, if you're a betting person, you might make yourself a few quick. So, onwards and upwards, I've been your host, Mod Russell, aka Kick Up the Arse. You've been here with Swerve Merv. Yes, yes, yes. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. And yeah, another win. That would be lovely. And the man like Big Steph, a.k.a. the Football Messiah. Yo, good people. I'm out. Have a good new year. And it's been a blessing start. Okay, we're out. Peace. Peace.